All right. Welcome back to episode eight of Wilderness Radio. In this week's episode, we're introducing a new segment. We will be discussing the history of forks in our new boring history segment, where we discuss the history of boring things or objects or whatnot. Uh, we will also be listening to a prank call on YouTube and reacting to that. Uh, and then we also have a news article and maybe a couple other videos that react to if we need, but thought we'd just do a lot of riffing in this episode as well. Uh, but yeah, I'm Walker. Uh, welcome back. Uh, we're gonna, we also decided we were going to start sharing a fun fact about ourselves each time. So fun fact about me is that I was born in Hawaii, specifically uh, on the island of Maui. If anybody who's been to Hawaii has been to that island, highly recommend and I'm biased, but I think it's the best of the islands to go visit. <laughs> and uh, I am Scout, of course. Uh, a fun fact about oh. me. Hmm. Oh, uh, a fun fact about me is one time I ate a piece of corn three times. Um, I, uh, <laughs> I ate it once and then uh, my friends made me laugh. And so it came out my nose and then they said it would be really fucking funny if i ate it again so i ate it again because i was young and susceptible to peer pressure and uh all the laughter made me uh shoot it out my nose a second time and then i ate it a third time nice nice yep yep now we have a new guest host if you want to introduce yourself yeah my name my name's chris uh let's see i guess an interesting fact about uh, I don't know about so much about me, but I saw something today in the McDonald's parking lot that's extremely rare. Have you ever heard of an Amphicar? No, I have no idea what you're talking about. The Tell me more. The Amphicar is an amphibious car. So this car, um, you, can, you can literally drive it off a boat ramp oh. as a car, and it becomes a boat. There's like, I think, 10, Dude, or, 15, crazy. 10 or 15 of them left in existence. That's no crazy. way. I just happened to see one in McDonald's parking lot. Oh, so this is wow. like an old thing that they don't make in the sixties. Yeah. No. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's yeah. insane. I thought, this why, was why like don't they make thing. them anymore? Uh, probably you know? because they were shitty cars and shitty boats. So. Oh yeah. I guess. Yeah. yeah I bet. Sense. I bet they broke down all the time. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's true. Like, it can't be easy to. Yeah. Well, anyways. Yeah. yeah that, welcome to the podcast, Chris. Thanks. Yeah. Have yeah. You. Glad to be yeah here. Thanks for coming on Chris. Chris is a uh, a long time friend of mine. Yeah, how do you guys know each other? We know each other from uh, Boy Scouting. Yep, back in the day. Oh, yeah, wow. back wow. in the day, going on campouts and stuff in the freaking uh, driving snow. Yeah, a precursor to Seuss life. <laughs> yep, for you. Yep. Yep. Yes, indeed. Well, uh, Chris yeah, and actually. I Oh, you go ahead. Continue. No, no. I was just going to say, and then Chris and I, uh, we lived together for several years while I was going to college um, down in South Carolina with uh, with my boy, Brian Z. BZ. Shout out to BZ if you're listening. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Uh, Chris, uh, Chris, you got a, a segment for us, huh? Yeah, I'm calling it uh, Five Minute Boring History. Uh We'll see how this works out, see if we can launch from here or not. Uh, but we're going to start here with something that you probably have used today, probably didn't give more than about half a second of thought to, and that's the fork. 
So without further ado, this week's five minute boring history focuses on the humble and boring fork. Whoa. Today, today the fork is almost taken for granted, unless of course you find yourself missing one. Its presence and use in the Western world is assumed, yet the road humanity took from deciding not to use our fingers for food consumption for something else is oddly not boring. The modern word fork comes from the Latin word forca or pitchfork. Perhaps oddly, when you consider what is involved in the act of eating and cooking with utensils, the invention and use of the fork postdates both the knife and the spoon. So the knife and the spoon were first, believe it or not, than the fork. Yeah. The physical form of the fork has been around a lot longer than the eating utensil we would identify. Descriptions of Poseidon's trident and in the tools used to remove large chunks of meat or other foods from cooking pots are considered some of the earliest forms. Yet these early fork prototypes, indeed they were, indeed they were, were not actually used in eating and did not have a place at the table. So once they actually had forks, they would use them to cook with and put big meat chunks into, into pots and such, but they didn't actually use them to eat yet. Interesting. The earliest known archaeological evidence of fork use dates to relatively recent ancient Egypt and other similar Middle Eastern and Mediterranean cultures, and oddly, when you consider it, ancient China. These early forks huh. were almost always made out of animal bones or wood, and it was not until the arrival of more sophisticated practices during the Roman Republic and Empire that metal began to be used in their manufacture. We're going to skip some time and fast forward here to the 11th century in Eastern Europe. Forks appear to have been in somewhat regular use, especially among nobility, not surprised, though often their use was seen as a consequence of vanity and delicacy. St. Peter Damien, who lived during this time, once regarded the death of a Byzantine-born Venetian princess as a result of the plague, a just punishment for her fork use. Yeah, so the fact that she got the plague and died was because she was being uh, vain for using a fork, Damn, in, his, in his opinion. <laughs> Another possible reason for this unusually severe but not uncommon condemnation is the religious similarities between the humble fork and the devil's pitchfork. Ah. Fast forward to Middle Ages Europe. Most meals were eaten off of stale leftover bread called trenchers. In this application, knives, spoons, the bread itself, and hands handled anything that could be eaten. And any of our listeners who has ever, ever been to a Medieval Times restaurant in the United States can probably relate. Have you guys ever been to Medieval Times? Is that I the place not. where they have like, they reenact something yeah. while you eat dinner? Yeah. No, but I've always wanted to. They seem Dude, very I would love fun. To to yeah. yeah, well, one of the things you're not gonna get unless you specifically ask for it is a fork because they didn't have that then. Oh, Dude. wow. So you eat with your fingers. Basically, I better hold your hands to clean. I like that. Maybe. It's very authentic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. The fork Dude, Chris, begins. We should, we should go to one of those uh, when we come down. I really don't know where south. the closest one is. I have to find I have to find that out. Yeah, I'm, huh. Anyway, sorry. Anyway. No, you're fine. You're fine. Feel free to interrupt whenever you want. The fork began to make inroads in Europe through trade into Italy and France and through political intrigue. At this time, forks were generally two-pronged, resembling modern carving forks or small for the use of eating sweets, 
again i feel like that would be so inconvenient two prongs yeah wait till you hear how they did it later it's coming up here while folks were not forks were now available they were still not commonly used and suffered from an image crisis being seen as sinister or effeminate in renaissance (laughs) europe possession of a fork became a status symbol with many well-to-do fork owners carrying their own set in a carrying case, kind of like a Swiss army fork, as they went about their travels. Literally, look it up. It was also (laughs) around this time that the concept of the dining room began to appear among the wealthy first. The fork gained real popularity in France first, then England. By the early 1700s, the fork had mostly taken its modern form a metal eating utensil with three or four tines that were arranged in a gentle curve to aid in the lifting of food. In the American colonies, the fork did not receive widespread adoption until after the revolution. And with many colonists and early Americans using the blunt, non-sharp side of what we would recognize as the butter knife as the preferred means of delivering food from the plate to your mouth. So take a butter oh, knife, that's flip bugging. it around. Yeah, turn, take a butter Just... knife, flip it around and eat that eat your peas and eat your your, your uh, food off the backside of that butter knife. No forks, no forks. Did I imagine that they were just like holding the plate up to their face and scraping it in, you know? Kind of, sort of, yeah. Yeah, kinda, that's sorta, yeah. yeah. You're right, Scout. Yep. By the that's early, like, that's how I eat like ninety percent of my camp meals every time I go camping. Yeah. By the end, just like scraping it in. Oh yeah. Hey, you gotta be efficient. By the early to mid-19th century, those who could afford to have their forks and other cutlery made from silver, a metal that does not react very much with most foods, already had. This left out those for whom the rarity of silver made it too pricey a metal to use. However, the invention and perfection of silver plating techniques made forks and other appropriately named silverware more affordable to the masses, and an almost ridiculous amount of niche, highly particular types of forks emerged. (laughs) <laughs> Another more recent improvement of the fork came with the arrival of stainless steel in the manufacturing scene. Mm. Perhaps the most recent developments of the humble fork come with the adoption of plastic to create disposable forks and the creation mm. of yep. hybrid cutlery combinations, the spork, the spork, nork, and sporf, which is apparently all three. I don't know how that works. Dude, I want to see a is. picture. Yeah, look it up. I'm, I'm doing it right now. With the final ubiquity of the modern fork as an eating utensil also came a wave of forkism and anti-forkism or movements that <laughs> hold argue. On, hold on. What, what period of time is this happening in? We're in the mid to late 1800s, forkism, okay. yeah. Okay. And this is, this is worldwide or just in America or in uh, Europe? Like, well, is this happening? pretty much at this time, we're pretty much Western world. We're excluding Asia for obvious reasons because they're using the chopstick here. Right, right. So forkism and anti-forkism, or movements that argue oh, for... I'm, I'm sorry, can I cut you off real quick yeah, before yes. you tell us what these actual things are? Let's just take a hard line stance. Are you a forkist or are you an anti-forkist? Uh, <laughs> I think I might be an anti-forkist. So I don't know if you need a fork. I want to well, hear, are you going to talk about what each side... I'm literally about to say, but here's the thing. I want to hear what I'm he has sure. to say first, and then I'll tell you. Oh, okay, all right. I don't know, because because you, you kind of actually you laid out the the opinion of the other side. So basically, for, <laughs> forkism says that the fork is the superior eating utensil. and Anti-forkism says that the chopstick is. That's basically Ooh. the difference. Yeah. So, yeah. OK, so wait, do you have to be a hardline pro chopsticker to be an anti-forker? Uh, 
it's kind of crazy that this, these two movements even exist in the first place. People were literally arguing about forks, but I mean, you can use both. Everything, everything feel like no. I, I would argue that you can actually get by with just a knife and a spoon. Yeah, well, if you if you eat your food out of a bowl, those basically just weirdly shaped chopsticks. If you think about it. Yeah, I guess very big flat chopsticks. <laughs> yeah, flat chopsticks, yeah. Dude, yeah. I kind of want to learn to use a knife and a spoon like chopsticks now. Yeah. <laughs> As forks and other eating utensils gained adoption, cultural practices and expectations regarding their use developed concurrently into what we would call fork etiquette. So I want you guys to listen to decide which one is you, right? Okay. In the Western world, two styles of holding and using the fork have emerged. Oh, the shit, yo. The continental style and the American style. So in the continental wow, this goes style, so much deeper than I expected. Is oh, used dude. <laughs> almost exclusively in North America and is often referred to as the zigzag style. Oh. Dining using the North this method involves holding your knife in your right hand, assuming you're right-handed or opposite if you're a lefty, and fork in your left hand, using the knife to cut food held by the fork. Then the knife and fork are placed on the plate so the fork can be switched, hence zigzag, to your dominant hand and used to bring food to your mouth. This style of fork and knife use was predominant in most of Europe until about the mid 19th century, when the upper classes and then society largely moved to what would become known as the continental style. Dining using this method involves not switching the fork from hand to hand, but instead keeping it in your left hand Tines pointed down and your knife in your right. The sporks, the fork spears food, and instead of scooping food up as in the American style, the knife is used to shovel food to the fork to be brought to the mouth. And the latter how I use the so, okay. Yeah. So Walker is a you're a continental. I, I would say that's definitely how I use a knife and All a right. fork. Scout, American I guess continental. I I would say I'm probably a continental, but I'm mostly a minimalist. I like I just cut with the fork. So if I can just cut it with the fork, I'll just do that. We get it. And Scott. I'll like, you just want to eat with your hands. I, basically. <laughs> yeah. I'll muscle through like steak and stuff with the fork. I'll actually put forth the extra effort rather than grab the knife because I don't, I don't want another hand in the operation. Yeah. But if, if, if it must be, it must be. So what would you then, use though? If, if I have to though, I go with the fork in the left hand and then cut it and then just lift it straight to the mouth. So you're not going to switch hands. I guess if I'm shoveling food, but I like, I don't switch back. I don't like take a bite seems... of steak and then eat a bite of rice. I'll like, I'm not switching my fork back and forth. Fuck that. No way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What, I don't have all day. Come on. Exactly. I, got, I got important things to do. So basically what's happened is that they're kind of the differences between the continental style and the American style have kind of gone away mm -hmm. as we've gotten the 21st century. And as you guys just said, Everybody kind of does a mixture of both from time to time. Nobody really cares. Yeah. Nobody really cares. No, nobody's debating fork styles much anymore. But, but here, to, here's the thing. How, how many big fights do you think were fought? Like how many families were torn apart? Do you think over fork etiquette? I, here, here's the thing though. Okay. So the next time you go to a restaurant, I right? can't even tell you how many arguments we had over forks. and for, Exactly. <laughs> next time you go to a restaurant, watch and see what people do. Walker, use a fork. Walker, yeah. stop stabbing your sister with a fork. Like, God, it just never ended. <laughs> Walker, stop selling the forks. Walker, don't put the forks in outlets. <laughs> well, guys, and there you have it. The humble fork. Take it for granted as boring, expected, everyday object. 
In the words of uh, Ambrose Pierce, quote, the fork, an instrument used chiefly for the pur purpose of putting dead animals into your mouth. <laughs> Go for it. Yeah! That's awesome. <laughs> That was very good. I, I Chris, that was, that was awesome. incredible. Very, yeah, very, dude, that was very great. well, very well done. I, I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah, I think a lot of people are gonna like that. Probably the best thing that's been on the podcast so far. That was freaking incredible, dude. That best, was awesome. Best like originally made like thing. segment. Yeah, yeah, I would agree, dude. That was incredible. Probably because he actually wrote out a script. We've never actually done that before. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think that, I think it just true. makes you sound a lot better when you actually. <laughs> And you don't have like the pauses and like saying like uh and like that kind of stuff. Just those awkward three well, second silences. You know, yeah. if you guys want to like be minimalist, you can you can make a trencher. Uh, take a, like a, a loaf of bread, cut it in half, scoop out the inside, and put what you're eating in the bread, and then eat it all. And that's a trencher. That's what they used before they had food. I, that. I might have to start doing that. That seems like a pretty good way to go. Yeah, a trencher is what that's called. Like a whole, like a imagine a loaf of bread that hasn't been sliced stale up. Stale bread, stale yes, bread. Yeah, right? stale bread. Yeah, yeah, stale bread. Perfect. Like stale crappy bread. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, because okay. you want it to be able to not turn to mush when you put your food on it. Yeah. Gotcha. Oh yeah, I guess it does have to be stale. Yeah, because I mean these they were eating like uh, stews and, and yeah shit, soup yeah. and. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, that's what, see, that's what that, again, my argument, anti fork is like, you don't need it. You just trench it, trench it, dog. People you can eat all your meals in a piece of bread. I could eat all my meals in a stale piece of bread. <laughs> there's no, there's no meal that I couldn't do that with. Yeah. Taco Bell, boom, stale piece of bread, improves Boy. it immediately. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> is that Morty? What I just played? Yeah. What was that? <laughs> That was definitely not Morty. That was Flavor Flav. <laughs> not who, who like, yeah, extremely different from Morty. Yeah, uh, if you close your eyes and squint a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You know what they say. Fool me once, strike one. But fool me twice, strike three. Yep. You're an idiot. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, awesome. I, I I thought it was yeah that was great. I thought it was interesting how uh, you were saying, Chris, that it sounds like a lot of these implements like develop as group items first, like as like items in the cook pot for the tribe or whatever, and then eventually they spawn off into like a personal item. Yeah, I, I guess what surprised me, you know, you, you think that. They would have all kind of all the knife, fork, and spoon would have just developed at the same time because everybody's eating, and you're you're putting those chunks of meat in your pot, or you're roasting them over a fire, uh, but no, nope. yeah, real trap shit. <laughs> yeah, dude, that that was much more trap shit than what we deal with nowadays. Yeah. Fuck with your boys. All right. Well, I thought that was awesome. I definitely think we should do that again at some point. Um, is yeah, there any Chris, other, Chris, did you have any to... other like things like a, like the fork that you'd already kind of like thought would be fun to do maybe at some point or anything? Well, like I, that? I know, I know you guys are uh, taking your show on the road here and you're going to focus on uh, some barbecue here coming up. And uh, mm -hmm. I, I live in South Carolina, which 
Barbecue yeah, hub, dude, definitely. Uh, Walker, not, actually, we should South check Carolina. out Sheely's. We should yes. talk about Sheely's. I'm not from South Carolina, but I live here, and basically, South Carolina is the birthplace of American barbecue. Is it the so, birthplace? I didn't know that. It, it, the original flavor of barbecue came from South Carolina. Yeah. South Carolina is mostly mustard, right? Uh, I'm not going to spoil bread. it now. No, oh, okay. All right. All right. All right. So I think my maybe my next five minute boring history is going to be on the sauces of uh, barbecue sauces of uh, South Carolina. That's awesome. Yeah, if yeah. you, we definitely need to do some kind of like history segment on barbecue before we do that trip, I think. So yeah, you should definitely help us out with that. Maybe we could like, sure. maybe we could each find a couple of, uh, or we could take like a section of the country and each do some research on it and kind of come up with like our own little spiel I, about. I am so into that idea. I'm did so hear, into it. You did hear that? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Um, I'm down. Well, let's see. We got... Wow, three a little about three weeks from today is when I fly out there, Scout. So dude, I'm so you wanna, excited. Do we want to maybe so plan? Excited. Let's do this. Let's plan on two weeks from today on the 18th. Let's plan on doing like a a like having our history of barbecue kind of stuff ready and do our episode then if that works for everybody. Can sure. do. Yeah. If, if you can't be on, we can record something and we can also, in, I kind of but... figured we'd do it in segments as we were uh, traveling across the country too. Cause like, if I do Texas, I want to include us doing some Texas barbecue. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we could do like, we could record the segment and then put it right before us, like actually going to eat the stuff or something, you know, make yes. it like a radio lab episode. Yeah. 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 We'll, we'll do like sound effects and stuff. It'll be all cool. And we can uh, describe it. Right now, they're they're cutting the meat. <laughs> they just used a fork. I believe from the Latin forcus, meaning pitchfork. Today, on a very special episode of Wilderness Radio, people use a fork. <laughs> oh, man. I really need that sound effect that goes like, dun, dun, dun. Like, oh yeah dude that would have been a good what, uh, what do you search for what's it called what do you mean uh i think it's from the video back in the day of like the groundhog like looking at the i don't know what it's called but you know the hamster he, or whatever. yeah yeah where he no, turns no, no, around it wasn't a hamster yeah i was like surprised gopher or something like that yeah, i yeah, think yeah. it was a gopher yeah, like, yeah i think you're right yeah he like looked back at the camera and it made that noise that was like a really popular that can't be the original though it has to be like from a movie or something I don't think it's the original, but I think that's where it got really famous. Yeah. And I was actually, that brings up an interesting little thing to talk about. I actually was thinking about like, it's kind of the internet now is so much different the way we use it compared to like the 2000s. Like, cause in the 2000s, yeah. like, especially, you know, when YouTube was a thing earlier in its days, like there would be like actually specific handful of videos that everybody had seen and would like talk about but nowadays there's just so much content out there that there isn't really those like iconic like videos that everybody knows about they're all that they like infiltrate our like uh pop culture and like that everybody knows about yeah you're, you're saying it's more of like a mass media thing than like a niche thing am i hearing correctly well I've, now there's just so much there's so many options out there. Everybody can find what they like. So there isn't, you know, but in the past, I mean, you could take it even further back with TV. Like you're kind of forced to watch whatever they put in front of you. Um, hmm. And as like, 
so it that like that being a thing like kind of makes it where everybody in, is going to watch a lot of the same stuff so as a society we like can relate more over those things together but like as the internet grew like you know even in youtube's beginning days like there wasn't that much content on there compared to how it is now and so, so just, yeah, like, yeah the amount of things that people were seeing on there there wasn't as much so like the videos that you saw like everybody would see those videos like also like the things that blew up back in the day would be like yeah like funny yeah. videos or like a like, heartwarming video versus like now political videos gain a lot of traction and like like uh i don't know conspiracy theory videos or whatever whatever might yeah i think uh oh what's up roger hello 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 i made it hell yeah for a couple snafus but, yeah, uh, do you want to introduce yourself and uh, share where you've been? Here, I just spilled a little beer on me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my name is Roger. I, I'm a normal host here. Um, this evening, I was on a little bicycle cruise with my neighbor, Parks, um, prior to the beginning of the podcast. Um, and we biked, uh, I think it was around seven miles to a nearby location and then on the way back i got a flat tire so on your road bike or on my road bike yeah uh, thanks so you 100 percent would have gotten a flat tire if you had taken that to virginia oh road. yeah yeah well i was going off some curves and stuff so it was, you know i asked for it Ooh, you jumping uh, off curbs yeah damn dude you're cool i know <laughs> do you put the cards in the back wheel and everything no but I, no, Damn, dude, I always did that. that you was should cool. look up. A, uh, you should look up. You can you can crush a can of bush light and put that on the back of your tires, and it'll sound just like a a, a dirt bike. Oh, really? I'll pull it up in a minute, dude. What are you like? Video. What are you like? Eight? Are you serious right now? I'm. <laughs> yeah. I'm very. I'm dead serious. Look it up. It I know that's like a th- no, no, no. I know that's a thing. But are you talking about you actually want to do that to your bike? No, but it sounds oh. do you not like when you do do that when you no, can a bush light. I'm old enough where I don't feel like people need to hear me and pay attention to me as I ride my bike past them. You're an idiot. You don't you the only reason you ride a bike is to look cool, Walker. Come on. You don't get any pleasure. You wouldn't get <laughs> That's true. That's true. You wouldn't get a drop of satisfaction out of crushing a can of your choice of beverage. Okay, well crushing a can, yes. And then okay, putting, so that's, that, that putting it in your joy. back tire, and then that from there joy. on out, it sounds like a dirt bike. That that doesn't give you any satisfaction. You can pretend you're an action hero, dude. You can pretend you're like uh, I don't know who's it a sounds like a good way like to if you're trying to film a movie, like a good cheap way to make a dirt bike. I'm putting dude, I'm that would be quotes. I'm doing air quotes, so I can't say. <laughs> I would love to see a movie. Where instead of an actual motorcycle, they just use a bicycle with a can, but play it like it's a motorcycle. Like, do all the stunts and shit with it, have things exploding. Yeah. But anyway, I, I got a flat, so I walked a couple miles in and stopped at the gas station for a couple of beers for the walk. Dude, how far did you end up walking? Maybe like two miles. It wasn't that bad. Dang. Bummer. Well, you missed uh, you missed a really awesome segment right before you got on that we just finished. Where his, uh, Chris here just did uh, the history of forks. It was it was great. You should definitely listen Dude, to the yeah. You'll have to listen, listen to, to the first uh, part episode. of the podcast. It was very good. <laughs> okay. Uh, 
but yeah, so next up, I think we were going to scout. You had found so a couple weeks ago when what were we talking about when we found it was the Jimmy Dean sausage guy? Right. Which which what were we talking about right before oh. I brought that up? I can't even. I'm trying to remember. Shrinkflation. Shrinkflation. You're right. Yes. Uh, and that so this has up. nothing to do with that. This is just a disgusting yeah. prank so call. Roger found a good prank call. Yeah. Oh shoot! And uh, I'm Scout. Yeah, that's Scout. <laughs> Are we calling you Scout or Kevin? I don't even. Scout, you called me Roger. Oh, oops. Anyways, we'll play this call. It's called call prank call butt plug. I think I know this. May I help you? Yes, uh, butt plugs. Who? Butt plugs, please. Spark plug, just a moment. Hardware, how can I help you? Uh, butt plugs. What is it? Butt plugs. A what box? Uh, butt plugs. A butt box? Butt plugs. I'm, I'm not following what you're saying. Butt plugs. I have a bad connection. I, I don't <laughs> understand. What, what is it? Uh, butt plugs. Butt, butt box? Mm. Is it like a receptacle yeah. you're talking about? Butt plugs, yeah. Yes. What, what kind of plug Dude, is this, the poor plug? guy must is be this, so confused. This almost seems fake. How the fuck does he not know what he's saying? Like, Honestly, it's hard to make it out. Could you imagine if somebody just started yelling butt, pl- butt plugs? I guess you're right. And I, I'd be like, what? The, what plugs? Like we spark do have plugs? The ben- we do have the benefit of seeing what yeah, we have the, the video context, is called. Right. Like, so you're, you might be right. Because about- also... If it's like an auto store and somebody calls looking for something kind of plugs, spark plugs, spark plugs. Sure. Right. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like spark plugs. Yeah. yeah. If you can't hear the first word and then you hear plugs, like, yeah, that makes sense. Plugs. Oh, hold on. Uh, what are you looking for? Butt plug. Spark plug. What kind? Butt plug. <laughs> what kind of a spark plug? Uh, no, butt plug. This I... sounds, this shop sounds like, <laughs> like it's the, up uh, north. No. It's up north somewhere. The accent. I think yeah upper, upper right. Midwest yeah 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 Minnesota like yeah I I don't know but definitely not not from the south where we're from <laughs> butt plugs yeah. <laughs> but, butt plug would have six syllables butt plugs yeah <laughs> yeah yeah they play I don't understand you sir I'm sorry uh butt plug a spark plug butt plug bug plug butt plug never heard of it what do you use it for? Butt plug. Huh? Butt plug. What do you use it for, sir? Butt plug. <laughs> butt plug. Which, uh, butt plug. Great description. Butt plug. Yeah. Butt plug. Butt plug. I know butt plug. But what do you use it on? What do you use it in? I'm trying butt to fix. plug. Butt plug. Butt plug. Okay, I got you a spark plug. There's all kinds of spark plugs. Butt plug. Butt plug. Butt plug. But, but plug. Oh, sorry, sir. We don't understand what you want. But plug. <laughs> but plug. Uh, I don't know. We don't carry that. But plug. Yeah, we don't carry it. Thank you. All right. Well, that's it. So, Scout, <laughs> you want to hear something hilarious that I don't know if you know about this video? Sure. You know that that's Anthony from Opie and Anthony that's doing that prank phone call, right? Nope, I have that, no that idea. Is An- yeah, that's Anthony. That, so that's how I've heard that before. It's because I've listened to their show all the time. And that, that was a prank call they did in their early days in the radio. Dude, I remember this video from back in the day. Yep, it's yep. so funny. 
but yeah. yeah i was thinking too like if the guys at the shop have never heard of a butt plug too they may Dude, not yeah know what not the, everybody that, that knows might, about that yeah, shit that might be part of why he's confused is he may not even have ever Dude, heard yeah. of that yeah 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 there's definitely some sex toys i haven't heard of for sure where if you started shouting them at me if you called me up at work and started shouting this sex toy's name at me i would not know it i would be very confused have you guys ever been to the uh sex toy shop oh yeah have you not no i went actually went like a month ago it was uh it was a pretty interesting store to check out yeah it's pretty cool i got roger some uh hard candies there that uh they were little tiny candy penises and it said uh suck a dick on the bag oh nice (laughs) i bet that that Uh, makes uh, them more delicious yeah yeah do they have a cream filling inside no they're just like those like tiny little nerdy looking like candies like very just sugar basically wasted opportunity wasted opportunity just a gag gift yeah yeah but you could have a gag with cream filling inside but dude it was cool when we went to the uh store they had all of the vibrators and stuff that they sell they had them all like of like you could actually like they had them all like with like little bands kind of like they, they had them the all laptops. out so you could use them <laughs> i mean i guess technically you could buy right before you buy yeah i mean well, just just like right there in the uh yeah they're just on a bunch <laughs> of shelves and like they have like little cords I, like they do for the laptop i'd imagine you'd want to take it to the stores, back room but... before you'd use it that'd be kind of awkward <laughs> no I, I was honestly i gotta say you I used one in the store i was extremely impressed with how professional and informed the the woman that was working there was like she knew about all the shit and in very vivid details i was very impressed what can you recall any of it because i would be i'd be kind of curious to know like I don't know some of the technical I cannot, jargon. I can't recall. The... I can't recall, but like just like talk, being able to talk the specifics about like how it feels as a yeah, woman yeah. to use these like different things, like but in a very professional way. Like I was, impressed. yeah, sure. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So Roger, maybe we should do uh, a deep dive sometime. Yeah, we should. Maybe we should. So, Roger, I was telling uh, Scout before we started recording that uh, we went and saw the Green Knight. Yeah. And I told Dude, him, Dude, you I think? D- of I it? told him that I did not like it. I loved it. It was great. That was some all right. Tell me okay. more, Roger, because I think you, I might like it. You did not love it walking out of the theater. <laughs> that is horseshit. I know. No, I had to. I had to. I, yeah. Had to think about it a bit. Drive home. It was great. I loved it. Give me your yeah. review, Raj. What do you think? Like, tell me more. Uh, mm, so, mm, you ever seen The Lighthouse? That was so much better. Mm, I've seen parts so of it. So much better. Seen parts of it. Oh, okay. So, I mean, it was like... There a was very- like... there. It's insane that there was more action in The Lighthouse than in a movie about knights. It wasn't about knights. Of course it was. That was The whole story was about a knight and his honor. Well, what's again, Roger? Like, walk me through it. What do you? Well, I don't want to spoil what's it. it what's it about without spoiling it? Can you give me a setup? Give me a setup. You can you can say what oh. happens without spoiling it easily. I can give you a. I can give you the. Okay, so this is the description. Uh, it is. This is called the. Uh, the bad description, uh, of a movie. So, the Green Knight. An alcoholic legacy bid journeys through a medieval acid trip to face an evil Groot 
protected only by a cum rag and the mattress. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that sounds great. That's a good that's a good bad description of it. Yeah. I don't know. No, it was good. It was just like very highly detailed, very thematic. Um wasn't I so like it was more about I guess where the character failed more than the character succeeding. So it was kind of, uh, uh, I could say juxtaposition or a reflection of normal, like nightly tales or like, Oh, a night, you know, a classic night tale is like, Oh, the night is great. He proves his worth. He saves the day. He gets the girl, all that shit. This was in, instead kind of flips that and, follows the tale of a knight who's not great and like because isn't this isn't sir gawain like he's like he has failings right that's kind of the whole point of the story is that right yeah i'm trying to draw deep on my english courses in college yeah well i mean in the classic (laughs) legend he like overcomes these and the I guess the shortcoming shortcomings are um I guess not exaggerated, but in the movie they are uh, dramatized, I suppose. So like, is it more like uh is it kind of dramatically played up to to have a little more tension in the modern era, I guess? Yeah. So for example, one scene he's like he has a problem with the ladies, he loves the ladies, you know, night. They're not supposed to be lustful. The movie as, literally, as, op- as the movie literally, literally to... opens. The movie literally opens with him coming out of a whorehouse. Like that's the way you first meet the guy. Yeah. As opposed yeah. to coming into one. <laughs> <laughs> so like I thought a very one of my favorite parts in the movie was when his we, we get a full dis- display of his weakness for women when he visits um, in the classical legend he visits a castle of a friend who ends up being a green knight. Uh, and his wife like tries to um, offer him seduce. in the legend, as I recall, seduce him. And it's very, it's very um, PG classical legend uh, in the movie. It's not PG. Uh, she tries to seduce him, and he's originally he's like, no, no, I'm, I don't, I don't want it. Uh, I don't, I don't want it. Your help, and then uh, eventually she like. Uh, it, it, it it's the this whole thing is like so he um she like she seduces him and it's very it's a very erotic scene and she basically jacks him off and he comes all over his you remember the green belt from the uh the legend so yeah, she yeah, has yeah. his green belt and he says you have to beg me for it give it to me ask me for it and uh <laughs> he does <laughs> dude i asked for he's no not, spoilers he's not um, he's he not just worthy. spoiled the cum shot, bro. He's not worthy, so he he <laughs> for it, and he comes all over his green belt, his magical uh, belt, and keeps himself, keeps him safe. And yeah, uh, dude, was, what's what's the symbolism of uh, a bunch? That was of one white of the best action scenes in the, the green movie. Belt. If that tells you anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, no, no. So what I took away from that scene was that, I mean, part of the uh, the beginning themes of the movie is that he's like. I'm not ready to be a knight. I'm going to go on this quest so I can be worthy of being a knight. And then uh, he's getting help from like his mom and like King Arthur. And 
kid a long and I way. Think, like, and I don't I want think, this help. I don't want this help. And he's not worthy because he he begs for it. And, and I think that that story is great. I just yeah. think they did a fucking terrible job at putting it on the screen. I think it was way too long, way too boring. And they try, they like, they were just trying to be way too vague and artsy about it. And the, my biggest complaint was it was too long. I think if it was 30 minutes shorter, it would have been a lot better. What's the like, runtime? It's How like two it? hours and 10 minutes. It's a long movie. Mm, that's not bad. Two hours. That's not too bad, man. Two hours for, for when you're, adapting a story that's what not even that long yeah that's pretty long like it's a long story i will say i am suspect when a movie is like all that stuff hour is and in 20 the minutes long huh. i mean i'll definitely watch it again at some point but yeah, i think i, 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 I might like give it, it a check i might give i it literally a almost fell asleep a couple times in the movie i like the end a lot too i like the ending was all right like all right, don't spoil it because I think I am. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. won't spoil it, but it, it it's up to interpretation. To, you know. Yeah, I mean, I like Sweet. the. I, I like mean, those. I like that was those. one thing I didn't hate about. Um. So, so I'm like, I've been scrolling through these uh, odd news stories on this uh, this website, and <laughs> I've noticed a slight trend in the odd news stories. That's a couple of them within the last week have been about bears coming into public and like fucking with people so nice pothead pothead conspiracy i wonder if bears are uh have decided that they're going to start striking the human culture and race and they're going to take over soon these These are just the few these are the the first few scout bears yeah these are the beginnings of it what do you what do you think they're uh probing what information are they gleaning right now where are they at? Probably just how probably just how we're gonna react to them being in our uh, just in our in space. Public. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, this one says bear runs into Tennessee restaurant and then attracts the crowd of onlookers. Yeah, and then the other one I saw is brazen bear opens car door in California parking lot. Like they're trying to steal. What was your the car response now. to that? To the car one? Or did people just like look? I'm I'm curious. Oh, the restaurant. I, oh. I noticed that people just like go look at bears randomly you i'm know. sure some idiots were just like oh cool look Ooh, it's a bear, it's a yeah let's go That's what I'm go, go get on its that? back let me get a picture of you like, <laughs> could you imagine that like going to like attack your longtime enemy and they're just all like oh my god look at him he's so cute <laughs> take a picture of him oh wow so <laughs> yeah Basically, that's what happened. It says that it's in, uh, it was in Gatlinburg, South Carolina. Gatlinburg. A South, Cal- South Carolinian family captured the video of uh, okay. a bunch of pedestrians flocking the window of the restaurant to look at the bear inside of it. So, yeah, they basically <laughs> just trapped it inside and were like, ooh, like treated it Dude, like that a bear was probably bit. freaked the fuck out. Oh, I'm sure. I can't imagine that bear was stoked in that moment. man i wish ziggy was on this week he has like a fantastic bear encounter story probably (laughs) probably the best one that i've ever heard like we need to have him back we do uh yeah i won't i'll save that for him to share sometime but it's a great story like i i I actually have a decent bear story (laughs) all right let's hear it 
it's uh it's about my first week at seuss i won't uh i won't share the guide's name but uh my uh, my lead Give guide, us uh no i'll i'll talk to you guys um, later off the pod if you want but uh it was my first lead guide uh had toblerones in his backpack and i guess not wrapped in many plastic bags or whatever that night a bear uh got into our camp and got his bag and also hit our uh yeah walker <laughs> yeah i know i i for he's laughing because i typed in the chat who he's talking about i know who he's talking about yeah i don't think roger knew, knew him no i don't, I don't think, think so. roger knew him yeah. yeah uh did i tell you this story walker i'm sure i have i don't i don't remember so anyway a bear got his instructor pack and took the candy and also uh hit our uh group food and took like everybody's pep stick but mine and it was one of my most heartbreaking moments to have to share my pep stick with the group and like freaking share all my food instead of just, like... <laughs> but yeah my first week at seuss i had a bear hit dang dude yeah I- I didn't have any, the only bear encounters I had there was like once we had a bear take our bear hang down overnight, but that was it. Um, I actually, dude, I, had dude. A, I have a funny bear story from Seuss, but it's not involving an actual bear. So, so I, was so working, I mean, the bear was on, like running around us. Oh yeah. yeah. Did you see it? Yeah, dude. We were like throwing rocks at it and shit. As this, and this was at night or yeah, yeah. it was fucking, yeah, it was shitty. Sorry, I cut you off though. Go ahead. No, you're good. I was just gonna say a good. I have a good bear story. That so I was uh, with a group of kids out, and it, before bed, a lot of nights we'd read them stories. Like, and I had a book. I had a book that I brought with me called. It was like just short stories about bear attacks. And so oh I read God. a couple of short <laughs> stories about bear attacks to these group of kids right before they go to sleep in the middle of the woods. Like, and all most of these kids, like, this is their first experience ever camping and stuff. So, like, I, I didn't even, I was pretty oblivious. I didn't really think about it until after I read the stories and went over to my co staff and they were all like, hey, uh, yeah, maybe we shouldn't read those. That's again. a real bad idea. <laughs> yeah, that was a, even though they were grizzly bears stories, so they weren't like ones that we would have to encounter. Oh, dude! But, but still, grizzly bear, bears, bears are so much bears, scarier. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Oh, uh, grizzly bears are so much scarier in what they do too. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, and the the book very vividly described the injuries that people were getting. Like, it was pretty <laughs> gruesome. But uh, yeah, like one of the kids. Of, it's like a bunch of candy, so some kids in the same area of bed. <laughs> yeah for real uh but yeah one of the kids the next day said like hey can we not read those again like because i <laughs> i couldn't sleep for like hours that night like <laughs> i was like oh i'm so sorry man yeah I'm, i definitely won't do that again real trap shit crapaholics fuck with your boys we make it look easy we make it look easy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> What's a random funny sound effect I haven't played before? Keyboard. That's too damn bad. <laughs> Holes, anybody? Huh? Love it.
great. Uh, uh, e Boys Like Mexico, that one. Love that one. Where is that one? Right there. You're pointing at Down. it. Yep. Oh, yeah. You boys like Mexico! <laughs> <laughs> From uh, Super Troopers. Best Dude, comedy second. movie of our generation. Did they? They made a second one, right? Didn't they? Was Yeah, they did. It wasn't as good, though. It wasn't. It did not. It was, it was all right. It just wasn't the same. Yeah, I never saw it, but I know they self-funded it and everything. But yeah, I heard it wasn't as good. That's respectable. Well, uh, we'll see. So we had uh, in the future, we're going to do some research into barbecue, right? Before yeah, sir. Plan on yeah. Two, two, uh, two weeks from today. Uh, so episode 10, trying to like do like a, you know. I'm seeing Stinky on Monday too. So I'll ask him about being a guest and maybe he can give us some beers to, to sample. Yeah, we could do a beer episode sometime with him. That'd be cool. My, my friend works at a brewery in Rocky Mountain, North Carolina. So, Oh, sweet. He, he would not only love to be a guest, but also love to give us sample and he could he's a brewing science person so he could tell us all about it and all that dude that would be a great episode i'll ask him around on monday to collect caterpillars so i was gonna bring a drink with him at the same time so yeah dude collecting caterpillars yeah is that your term for like jerking guys off no get the silk no, I was being literal. I'll be collecting caterpillars in the car. What do you do with the caterpillars? Um, we're going to see that if their microbiome remains the same from when they're caterpillars to when they're moths. Huh, interesting. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Is, is this the first time anybody's done this research? Yes. Dude, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. It should, be, it should be pretty sweet. Not too yeah. either. Not what? Not too complicated. Yeah. We just go out and catch caterpillars, and then. Dude, I I'd be curious to hear a deep dive once you like publish on that. Sure, sure. That could be kind of cool. I've got other publishings I can deep dive on if you guys want. I'd don't be sound, Don't sound too excited about it, there. <laughs> I mean, I I, I've given, I've given, I've, I got some shit. I don't. I mean, I mean, a lot of staying things. humble, staying humble. I see you. Stay humble. Yeah. I can make a read. I can't read. Yeah. That's even more impressive. Actually, I write that's, at the seventh grade level. Which you I, write at the seventh grade level? I never passed seventh grade. So I never passed then. Grade seven? You're grade seven? Or what is, what is Ricky? Yeah, I, ne- I never got my grade seven. Never got, <laughs> he, what did he not get to? In he terms of voice? Voice? You're he actually a sixth ten. grader, right? If you never got grade seven, you're just a sixth grader. Don't tell anybody. I'll <laughs> <laughs> the entire world That's eventually. <laughs> Little they know, I'm a sixth grader. <laughs> dude i'm uh i'm getting real excited for this trip though man it's uh dude. Less, less than a month away it's gonna be fun i swear if the delta strain ruins it i'm gonna freak out oh dude i'm kind of i'm kind of gripped for that i don't think it's so this is what i think worst case bonnaroo gets canceled 
That's what I'm worried about. Yeah. Well, if it gets canceled, I don't think that's that bad. Like we get a refund on our tickets, which will be kind of great. And then we can yeah, just I guess go, we can just go do something else for that. Just have three more days of barbecue. Yeah, we could do that. I mean, shit. We could actually if we did that, we could just go to Chris's and just hang out there for a couple days. It'd be, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I'm not I, the only thing would be if I can't fly out, I guess, which I'm not really worried about that. I don't think that dude, yeah, just no. rent a car and white knuckle that shit. I'll be out here for you, buddy. Dude, if I had to drive, I'm not driving all the way there and then all the way back. I'll I'll drive out to Kansas and meet you in the van and we'll yeah. drive <laughs> and we'll leave we'll leave my car to go pick it up later no we'll just drop it off in an airport get like one of those from uh destination to destination or whatever point to point you know what i'm saying yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i'm so stoked to see you guys i'm hella excited yeah looking forward to a bunch of good content too yeah but, also uh, we get to hang out in the van again. Oh, yeah. We get to hang out in the van, brother. Another road trip. And I'm going to pass oh, yeah. out in the back of Amber. <laughs> oh, yeah, buddy. I can't wait. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Real trap shit. It's going to be great. <laughs> well, uh, I think we're getting close to about an hour of time. So did anybody else have anything else they wanted to talk about tonight? Can I, can I make a suggestion for the podcast? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. What's up? <laughs> I think uh, you guys every so often should go back and revisit some of your, uh, some of the articles and stuff you brought up and you could call it mm. like, so whatever the fuck happened. And I'm going to, I'm going to ask and you can see if anybody knows. My question is what the fuck ever happened with the snake? Dude, I was about to say, we never, <laughs> we never mentioned about the snake. We got him. So, the snake actually killed 3,000 people in this neighborhood. <laughs> and we're basically on quarantine because of a snake right now in Raleigh. Like, I can't even go outside. Dude, it's that's pretty fucking insane. wild. Yeah. No, they, they got, are they even mounting a defense or is the snake just in charge now? Uh, dude, who knows? It's br- it's made it's created a brood and it started to you know build a family, so it's gonna get scary around here more than it already has. Damn. Probably get End more poisonous world. too. Venomous, Venomous, yes, yeah. I know. <laughs> ah. <laughs> but yeah, they caught it. No, in in, re- in all seriousness, they caught it like the day after we uh we talked about it cool but yeah i was actually what i actually realized that we had never updated on that but yeah yeah you're right there are some things that we should definitely uh check back on yeah i'm into that that's good that jimmy dean sausage situation i'm i'm curious what happens did he get his free six ounce roll well i guess you looked it up scout they started selling that again so so. they started selling the the 16 ounce again but what about the 20 ounce that's what i'm curious about he has a, a plump Scotch woman to feed. <laughs> plump two, two and three, two hundred and a couple oh, boys that are over two hundred pounds a piece. Yeah, and I've got a fat dog. I need twenty ounces of Jimmy Dean sausage. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I'll do some research. I'll contact Jimmy Dean's. Jimmy Dean's, holla at me. Oh, we'll talk to your people. Uh, kind of on what Chris was saying. So last week we talked about with Ziggy that book he brought up. 
the about oh the guy, yes the guy yes. who wrote the book about basically somebody having sex with a dolphin eventually like somebody who works with dolphins and i found the guy's website and it has like a, a email so i'm i i want to type up a really good email to send to him but i'm gonna do that this week and hopefully <laughs> we could actually interview that guy at some point about that though i think that would be very cool piggy um but yeah an update there so we're working on i'm going to work on getting an interview with uh malcolm j brenner the guy who wrote the that book that we talked about last week and he had a couple other interesting books that he had written as well uh one of them was about a cult uh but yeah so did they also have sex with animals i don't know i i kind of want to maybe i'm curious uh, if this is like a one-trick pony like it's just a fetish thing or if it's like (laughs) you know if this is like a a, a plot point like maybe this is a what yeah that, no i'm down i'm down that, and then he's just yeah. like oh yeah no totally yeah i just love uh love having I just sex love fucking anything. animals i love having sex with anything that is not a human like yeah yeah <laughs> cacti <laughs> trees unless i will have animals. he's like i will have sex with the human if they're possessed by like a demon an animal spirit yeah yeah, yeah. if it's a, a person's body possessed by a dog's soul i hate <laughs> to do this but also Next week, uh, I've got we can air an interview that I just did with my friend Lori Araki, mm, um, yes. <laughs> uh, about uh, uh, some wild horses that she has um, taken basically under her wing. Yeah, and uh, if do you know if nice. they have like any social media stuff for that, like yeah, yeah, we'll we'll okay, we'll post we'll, it. We'll have to share all their yep. stuff, but yeah. Yeah, we're gonna include. We'll we're there. gonna edit the recording that Scout did with that, and probably include. We're gonna include that interview next week on our. Yeah, episode. so look forward to that interview next week. Yeah, next week's episode may be longer because we may. I think we may still do our regular hour and then just do the extra thirty minutes of the interview in it somewhere. So we'll see. Um, I kind of like doing the hour. Um, I don't want to necessarily cut it in half with that if we don't have to. People listen to this on their commute to work, and if it's not an hour, they'll know that. They can't finish the whole thing in their commute. Yeah, Scout, you look like you don't agree. No, no, I'm I'm totally in agreement. I'm okay, just cool. like blanking out right now. All right, sweet. Well, does anybody have any last words? As I find us a good song to big fat load to come. Go out on. <laughs> That's a callback to our previous episode. There. Follow us on Instagram at at Wilderness Radio. Uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Have a have a psychedelic week. We we appreciate you listening. Yeah, bye bye everybody. Bye. And and Chris, thanks for the boring history. That was awesome. You're Dude, thank you so much for coming on, Chris. Yeah. You're welcome. I'm I'm very much looking forward to listening to that again. 